Welcome to Resilient Minds 365, where we discuss the resilient stories of entrepreneurs, professionals, and students with mental illnesses to encourage you to strive, thrive, and live in abundance. I'm your host, Cleone Crawford. Welcome to Resilient Minds 365, where we discuss the resilient stories of entrepreneurs, professionals, and students with mental illnesses to encourage you to strive, thrive, and live in abundance. I'm your host, Cleone Crawford. Well, guys, today we have a special guest. Today we have Patty Woodsworth Norris with us. Who is Patty Woodsworth Norris? Well, Patty, through her own journey with anxiety, depression, and chronic pain, along with treating hundreds of patients throughout her career with chronic stress-induced illness, Patty Woodsworth Norris realized the profound impact that stress physiology has on all aspects of life. By rewiring her brain and rebalancing her nervous system, she was able to free herself from anxiety, depression, chronic pain, and many other physical symptoms and stress patterns. She has since helped many clients do the same with diverse health issues, traumas, and self-sabotaging patterns. Patty is now a firm believer that everyone with a chronic health issue will benefit from neural retraining, and in many cases, it is critical to healing. So with that said, I now present to you Patty Woodsworth Norris. How are you doing, Patty? I'm doing great, Keone. I really appreciate you having me here. Wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> so, Patty, tell me a little bit more about what you do, how you got started, and um, huh. yeah. Yeah. Well, so, you know, as is so often the case, Cleone, when we learn new things, it's motivated by our own struggle, right? So yeah. often the case. So um, I, around 10, 12 years ago, I kind of had a watershed moment with my health. I, you know, I call it that hitting the wall moment where everything just sort of, it felt like it collapsed. Um I, I'd been keeping it together or sort of keeping it together, <laughs> keeping all the balls in the air. I felt, I felt like I was relatively well. And then there was one more thing, the sort of, you know, the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back moment. My brother was in a car accident and, and then I just sort of tumbled into this abyss of, you know, severe anxiety and profound depression. And, um, and that was, you know, I had been doing the chronic pain thing for probably the better part of 10 years at that point. So it was a really, really tough moment in my life. Um, so, you know, over the next, well, it's been about 12 years since that moment. And, um, I've been on this journey, right. Of trying to get, get well, you know, and, and I think initially it was, I want to get back to being who I used to be. But I now realize um, I'm actually healthier now than I was before all that happened. Wow. Yeah. So I feel like I'm actually um, at, I turned 53 yesterday mm. and I, yeah. And I feel like, honestly, I mean, yes, my body's a little older and it's a little saggier and all of those things, <laughs> but I am uh, emotionally healthier, mentally healthier uh, than I've probably ever been in my life. So crazy thing to to sound, you know, to say, but honestly, at this point, I'm actually kind of grateful 
that I had that kind of running into the wall moment because without it, I don't think I would have been motivated to sort of look outside the box for solutions. Okay. Yeah. Because I I did everything, Clooney. I did the, the only thing I didn't do was, uh, medications. So antidepressants, anxiety meds, I, I had this sort of, I don't know where that came from, or I don't really know what that's about, but I had this innate resistance to wanting to go down that road. If I could, you know, if there was any other way I could do it, I, I was sort of had this intuitive feeling that I just didn't want to go that way. So I turned over every, every, kept turning over the stones until I found something that worked. Um, and for me, that ended up, ended up being this neural retraining work that I now do with my clients and within the confines of this very cool group coaching program that I'm a part of. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It is very cool. You know, and you know, there's so there's millions of people, right? Millions of people like in Canada, in the U S all around the world that are suffering profoundly, as you know, with these mental health problems, anxiety, depression, panic attacks, I mean, the list is as long as your arm potentially Um, and I definitely used to be one of those people and I'm no longer one of those people. (laughs) Yeah. And I was able to accomplish it without, um, without medications. And, uh, like I said, I feel like I'm healthier now than probably I've ever been in my life, more resilient. Um, and you know, the very cool thing is that now I get to help other people Hmm. Learn how to do this for themselves, right? And it's very much a model that's based around empowering people. It's not making them dependent on us as a coach or as a practitioner. It's helping them to break some patterns and then empowering them with the skills and the knowledge that they need to be able to keep themselves well. So it's like a completely different paradigm in terms of how we approach and and manage our mental health. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So maybe you can break it down a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. What is neural retraining? What is neural retraining? Great question. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you know, our brains act very much like the hard drive of a computer, right? They become programmed by the experiences we have in our lives, and the experiences that we have from birth until around seven or eight years old. Um, At that point in our development, we have very little in the way of filters to be able to determine what's true and what's not. We don't really have the ability to think critically as a child, right? So we have experiences that are largely outside of our control. And all of those experiences sort of dump into our brain. And from those experiences, we kind of learn who we are and how the world works and our place in the world. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, because so much, such a high percentage of our brain is focused on survival, right? I mean, survival trumps happiness, it trumps contentment, it trumps fulfillment, right? You know, a a, a very high percentage of our, the mass of our brain is devoted to keeping us alive. Right. So that being the case, The experiences that we have that have a lot of negative emotion, particularly fear-based emotion, tend to leave the biggest sort of um, neurological imprint is the technical term for it. But the the way I like to think about it is they tend to take up the most real estate in between our ears. Okay. Because once again, it's it's about survival, right? So if we have an experience, 
where there's a lot of negative emotion, where we're really fearful or really sad or really scared, then that leaves a big imprint in the brain. And then as a child, um, it, it kind of gets stuck. It's like, okay, now that's downloaded onto the hard drive, that experience and all of the things that we learned about ourselves and the emotions of that experience kind of get stuck in there. And, you know, let's be honest, most of us were not raised by individuals who, ne you know, necessarily had the level of emotional intelligence or resilience to be able to help us through those experiences in a way where we were able to process all of that at that time, right? In real time. Because, you know, our parents had their own stuff right. <laughs> they were dealing with, the people who are raising us. And, you know, everyone does the best they can with what they have at that moment. But oftentimes, you know, children don't always get the opportunity to fully express the emotional energy that gets generated in response to a difficult experience. So it kind of gets stuck in there, right? And then what ends up happening is, and the, the cool thing is it's such a mechanical process because now we have neural pathways in our brain, actual physical structures that represent those experiences and those feelings and those sensations in our bodies. Crazy, right? Yeah. 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 So, and then, you know, so then fast forward 20 or 30 years and you're in a situation where, um, something, something about this situation feels similar in some way to that experience you had as a child. And how do you react mm -hmm. just like you did when you were that child? Right. Right. So there, there, you can make a pretty compelling argument that a lot of us are essentially children walking around in adult bodies <laughs> because we have all of this programming that we got as children that we're still running as as programs as an adult and it makes life so much harder so the cool thing is we've discovered that you can actually rewire these neural pathways so those physical structures in the brain that represent all of those feelings and those emotions and those sensations in our bodies and the, and those reactions that we have when something triggers us mm -hmm. we can rewire those and create new neural pathways okay so, yeah right like it's pretty exciting so it's essentially like you can go and if you have a computer i love this example if i were to go to a yard sale and buy a laptop mm -hmm. and it's perfectly functional it has all kinds of memory and power and all of that but and i bring it home and i open it up and it's got all of these programs on there that I don't need and none of the ones that I do. There's nothing wrong with the laptop, but it's no use to me, <laughs> right? right? Because it has all the stuff I don't want and none of the stuff I do. Right. So what neural retraining allows us to do amongst, this is one of the many things that allows us to do, but one, you know, the, probably the most sort of foundational understanding that we, that we should have about it is it allows us to, you know, unload the programs we no longer want, the ones that aren't serving us anymore, and load something that serves us better. Okay. Right? Yeah, it's very cool. Um, so, I mean, this has allowed me to change a lot of different aspects of my life. A lot of different aspects of my life. Um, 
So best example I can give is I experienced when I was in my um, first year away at university, I experienced a date rape. Oh no. Yeah. Well, and it's such a common occurrence, right? I mean, it's too, all too common. Um, but you know, my brain and its wisdom at that time went amnesic about it. I blocked it out. Crazy what our brains are capable of, right? How hard they worked to keep us safe. So anyway, make a long story short, six months after it happened, I was in a, a social setting with my now husband and the gentleman that did this walked in into this room and I, it all came flooding back. I was like, right. Like I was right there again. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I didn't really know what to do with it. So I kind of put it on the shelf um, and it would show up in obvious ways every once in a while when I was trying to be intimate with my husband. And then it was, now I understand it was showing up in less than obvious ways in all kinds of areas of my life. Um, however, the good news punchline to this story is that I was able to use these neural retraining processes to rewire what my brain was doing with that traumatic experience and um, it now, obviously, you and I just met and I'm here in a public place sharing this story with you. And as you can tell, I feel no emotion around it. It's basically like I'm talking about I went to the movies. Right. Right. And so that trigger is no longer a part of my life. And that has changed everything, <laughs> you know, or a lot of things in my life, like the way I interact with my husband. Um, my level of defensiveness around and, and sort of resentment sometimes when I'm dealing with any men in my life, it's all just sort of melted away. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not having to, you know, run interference on what I can watch on television or what movies I can watch. Like I, my life has become so much more peaceful by virtue of changing those neural pathways around that experience. Major upgrade. Definitely major. Yeah. Major upgrade. So, and, you know, we see this with our clients on a regular basis. They're able to rewire traumas. Um, and, 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 you know, the thing is, a lot of these folks, myself included, had done traditional talk therapy, you know, in some cases for years, decades, in some cases, and, um, and I'm not saying at all that there's no value in that, but for me, the value I got from talk therapy was I didn't realize how shut down I was. So it showed me that. Okay. But I never really walked away from a talk therapy session. I would feel better for 15 or 20 minutes. And then I would slip right back into my same thought patterns, my same conditioned reactions to things. It didn't really change the experience I was having in my life in an ongoing way mm -hmm. because my brain was still doing the same stuff, right? It wasn't rewiring what the programmed, the subconscious part of my brain was doing. So, you know, I no longer have to white knuckle responding the way I want to in stressful situations in my life because I have different programs that tell me how to respond now. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Love it. Love yeah. It. It's amazing what the, what I've seen in my life. It's amazing what we see with our clients. You know, we have clients that have been women. Um, we, we have, um, you know, men and women of all ages in our program. Um, 
but we, there's a woman that came into our program in her early sixties with tremendous history of anxiety, depression, um, panic attacks, the whole kit and caboodle. And with six months of regular, you know, engaging in our program and, and doing what we teach in there, that's pretty much all stopped now. Wow. And all, and, and she's gotten off a lot of her medications and she's able to kind of take all of the energy because it takes a tremendous amount of energy mm-hmm. to manage those symptoms, right? It takes so much of our life force to manage those symptoms, so much of our focus and attention. Um, so when you stop having to use it for that, you get to use it to create different things in your life, right? Um, life just gets a whole lot more fun and yeah. more interesting and more creative. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Neural 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 retraining. Yes. Learn something new today. I learned something. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, Going to the so so now that I learned a little bit more about what you do. um, Yeah. Um, we're gonna move into the mental health part of the the, yes yeah interview. Yes. But as we know, based on what you told me. suffered from anxiety and depression was there anything else that you suffered from well the chronic pain that had been an on and off again thing for years and and i now understand cleone that chronic pain in most cases is a manifestation of um unfelt or unexpressed emotion in the body oh Mm -hmm. so basically for me my pain was because I had all this anger <laughs> that I had never expressed. And when I found some healthy ways to do that, the pain stopped. Interesting. Okay. Great. Yeah, really. And I also had panic attacks. Oh. Um, yeah, that was, uh, that was a fun time in my life. I had brain fog. I, you know, I kind of had a pretty long laundry list of things that were happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When did this all start? Uh, it was around 12 years ago when it really kind of came to a head in that sort of in that moment after my brother had his car accident. I mean, I understand now I was standing, I was dancing with this for a while. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of thinking, you know, because if you go to the doctor, though, well, you're just getting older. This is a part of getting older, you know, yada, yada, yada. And now I realize that that's actually not what was happening, <laughs> right? Like my body was just... um it, it had been in such a chronic stress state for so long, like in a prolonged um, state of fight, flight, freeze, kind of, you know, that dysregulated nervous system state that it kind of just burnt out and hit a wall. Okay. And then when my brother had his car accident, it was like, I was standing on the edge of the cliff. And then when that happened, somebody just came along and gave me a little push and down I went. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's how it went for me. Wow. wow. Yeah. So I think one of the questions you kind of answered, which was, was tell us your mental health story of resilience. Mm-hmm. You went into that with yeah. the neural retraining and everything. Yes. Yes. So my next question to you is, what did you have to do to overcome or bounce back from your low points? List all the resources that were applicable. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, so yeah, it was definitely a multifaceted thing. Right. And it it was a lot of trial and error. 
Um, so the things that ended up being impactful, uh, were, well, the first step I took out of, I, you know, the expression I use the first step I was in the bottom of the ditch. And the first step I took up out of the ditch was, um, for me at that time was, uh, I was, I was seeing a medical doctor who specialized in something called bioidentical hormone replacement. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for so many of us, um, particularly women, but men also, as we get much past the, you know, mid thirties, our hormonal status can have a huge impact on our mental and physical health, a huge impact. And it's not just your sex hormones. When we say the word hormone, most people tend to think estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, right? You've got your thyroid hormones, you've got your adrenal hormones, and our bodies are such works of art because this endocrine system with all of these different glands, they do this beautiful intricate dance to try and keep everything in balance and keep us in what we call homeostasis so that we're well. Mm -hmm. But as we get older for a whole bunch of different reasons, chronic stress is probably the biggest one, but there can be environmental stress. There can be traumas. There can be all kinds of, you know, the way we eat, the way our lifestyle, um, that system of hormones can just get really out of balance. And when one part of the system, so for women in their, you know, mid to late thirties, early forties, the sex hormones start to deplete. The ovaries aren't producing as much of them. What's supposed to happen in an ideal world is that your adrenal glands, which are the glands that produce the uh, stress hormones, kind of pick up the slack and produce enough estrogen and progesterone to keep us level. Mm -hmm. If they're already tired out because you've been in, living in chronic stress for too long, they it's like they don't have they can't don't have it to give. Okay. And then the whole thing just kind of starts circling the drain, <laughs> which is what happened to me. Like I went to see this doctor, he did the relevant tests, which was not a blood test. It ended up being a saliva test that was much more reflective of what was happening for me. It was much more accurate picture. Everything that should have been high was low and everything that was low, you know, and then vice versa. It was all backwards. So, um, he was able to help me start to support myself with my hormones, uh, in a really gentle way. And that was definitely helpful. It definitely helped me start to climb up out of the ditch. Um, that only kind of took me so far. Right. And then I kept looking, okay, what's the next thing going to be. And then I learned about, um, expressive journaling, which is a, um, I don't know about you, but I, is, is generally something you've ever played around with? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to a whole bunch of different types. And then I came across a particular form of journaling that was really helpful for me. Um, and what it did, like I was saying earlier, all, you know, that all of that sort of emotional energy that I had kind of locked down in my body, because I didn't know how to express it in a way that was well, quite honestly, Clooney, I didn't even know it was there. Like, okay. let's, let's be honest, right? <laughs> and, but then once I realized I was there, it was there. I thought, um, how am I going to deal with, like, how do I get rid of some of this? Because it it's very much for a lot of us, like we're a volcano that's waiting to go off. Yes. Right. We're walking around like a volcano that's just churning and churning and churning. And if we don't give it an opportunity to love some steam, then eventually we're going to get sick. Right. So the journaling was the way that I learned to do that. Right. I, I learned to do it in a way that basically it wasn't storytelling. It wasn't 
oh, today this happened. And then this person did this. And then I said this, and it was, it was more of, okay, my favorite journaling question, and this might be of interest to some of your listeners is what's happening in my life right now that I can't accept. Hmm. Hmm. It's a good one. Good prompt. It's a good prompt. So I, I asked myself that question and um, then I'll close my eyes for a moment and, and step out of grown up Patty's shoes. And I imagine myself stepping into my shoes if I were maybe six or seven years old. And then I answer that question as if I were a little, little girl that did not have to censor herself, right? That could basically just have a full on temper tantrum or whatever the emotion is that's beating around inside of me <laughs> and just let it out. So it becomes a exercise in just, um, you know, when I journal like this, it's basically one big run on sentence. I have to leave all my perfectionism at the door <laughs> to do this, right? There's no, there's no worrying about spelling. There's no punctuation. It's just a big, <sighs> right. I'm just getting all of this stuff that's beating around inside of me out of me. Right. Um, and I did that pretty regularly for probably three or four months, almost every day, almost every day. And, um, some days it would be, I would, it was no trouble because it, I was like the volcano was right here. It was right up at the top, ready to blow. Other days I'd have to kind of look for it a little bit more. Um, but, you know, I could still always find material, <laughs> right? And the thing is, sometimes when you do this type of journaling, what you're trying to do is acknowledge that even like the people in your life that you love and you value, sometimes they're going to piss you off. Oh, yeah. Right? Sometimes they're going to do things that trigger you and don't make you feel very good. And you don't want to necessarily go at them with it because that doesn't generally go very well or accomplish very much. Mm -hmm. So what if you could just dump all of that feeling out onto a piece of paper and then feel the relief that that brings into your nervous system. And then you can decide whether it's something you need to address or not. And what I found oftentimes is it was, um, yeah, maybe my husband did something or my, my children did something that bothered me, but it was really, it was, it was more about me than it was about them. Right. And I was just at, in danger of projecting my stuff onto them, which doesn't do anything good. So yeah, the journaling was hugely helpful. It, it really started to the, the pain that I was in my body kind of plummeted by about 80% by doing the journaling. Wow. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Cause it was, like I said, it's let, just letting the volcano let off a little steam every day. Right. Yeah. Um, and then eventually there's, there's not so much pressure in there. Right. Right. And then you come out of fight or flight and into a calmer nervous system state and then everything feels better. So that was sort of the next step. And then after that, it was, I learned to do this neuroplasticity work, this brain retraining work. Um, so that took the form of um, something using a process called memory reconsolidation specifically, which big word. Mm hmm um, and it's a remarkable, remarkable process. Um, not very many people are using it <laughs> yet. I'm, I'm hopeful in the next 10 to 20 years, we're going to see this real, um, 
revolution in how we practice mental health support because this particular technique is, well, as I explained to you earlier, I had one, one neuroplasticity session on that rape experience. And at the end of it, it was like not an issue anymore. Mm. So this is the potential of this, right? It basically rewires your brain around difficult things in your life so that they're not bothering you anymore. Yeah. So, uh, I, I received that, that work for a while and then I became a practitioner of it. Um, yeah. So that, that was kind of, you know, that was how I got to the top of the mountain, as they say. (laughs) Um, so at this point now, it's not like, you know, even with this incredible neural retraining work that we're doing, you don't turn into a robot, right? Like you're still a human, right? And you're still going to feel things that maybe aren't going to always be comfortable, but what's, what's changed in my life and what changes in my clients' lives is they no longer, you know, the roller coaster of their life is no longer the big, scary one with all the warnings, right? It's I've gone from the big, scary five-star roller coaster to don't get on this if you've got a heart condition. Don't get, the, don't get on this if you've got any kind of health problem. Now I'm hanging out in the kitty section of the, of the park and the roller coaster is just small and it's more fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have all these skills. I have, all, you know, my default nervous system state is gone from being in a chronic fight or flight place to being calm and regulated more of the time. So when something does bother me or something stressful happens, I can feel that, but I don't get stuck there. Okay. You don't stay there. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So my next question for you is what are three things you wish you had available when you were at your lowest point? I was at my lowest point. Oh, wow. That's a great question. I've never thought about that really. Um, I wish at that point at that, I can still remember that week of my life. So, you know, it's still there. I don't have a emotional reaction to it anymore, but I can still bring up the pictures of it. Um, I wish at that moment that someone could have come to me and said, you're not broken. You feel like you're broken right now, but you're not. Mm -hmm. You're just, um, your nervous system is fried. You've been in a chronic stress state. You've been trying to do too much for too many people for too long. And you need some time to rest and it's all going to be okay. Right. When you get the right help. So I guess I wish I had the knowledge and the understanding <laughs> of how the nervous system works. And because in that moment, Cloney, I really did feel like I was broken. I really yeah. did feel like something was inherently deeply wrong with me. You know, I was kind of, I would say I was sort of passively suicidal just because I was so overwhelmed. I I didn't, I wasn't planning anything. I, I mean, I had too many people that I loved and cared about and too many from the outside looking in at my life. Why would this girl be anxious and depressed? I didn't have any reason to be from the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess, yeah, the, the question, the answer to the question would be, I wish I'd had that understanding. I wish I'd had somebody in that moment that could have shown up and said, yeah, you feel broken. I get it. I've been there, but you're not. This is what your brain is doing. These are the chemicals that your brain is producing in response to your nervous system being in this state. And there's mechanical ways that we can change that. 
So don't worry. You just got to learn how it works and how to, how to do it. And you will be okay. That's what I wish I'd had. I did find that information, but it, you know, it took me five or six years of kind of bumbling around in the dark, looking for it, (laughs) which is, you know, this program that this coaching program, the wired for wellness program that I'm a part of, that's really what we've done. There's three of us in this program who all kind of had a similar experience mm-hmm. and we got it got, and we tra- did a lot of the training together and we got together and said, what are the things we wish someone had been able to give us like where, you know, if we could have gone to one place and gotten what we needed to get well, what, what would that look like? And that's what we created. So it's knowledge. It's, it's compassion and understanding and empathy and support <laughs> and it's the how-to okay yeah cool cool yeah. Okay. and what words of hope would you give to our listeners what would you tell them someone who's been in your position yeah so i think you know just to reiterate what i just said this whole identity identity that we develop when we when we're feeling this way that we're broken right it's I so resonate with that because I definitely was in that place myself. And so many of my clients present that way. And it's not that you're broken. It's that you have programming in the hard drive between your ears that is no longer serving you. You know, you've got a laptop that's got all the wrong programs on it. We need to take those programs off and reinstall the programs that you do want And the beautiful part of this is that it's not magic. It's mechanical when you understand it. And anyone can learn to do this if they want to learn to do it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And and I want to share one more thing about that, actually, because with with having said that, um, we're also offering a training in our program where people can learn to do this, not only for themselves, but to help other people. Hmm. Yeah. So, so we're, we're going to, we're doing a certification where we're training coaches or anybody that wants to learn these particular neuroplasticity um, modalities um, to be able to offer them to their clients or build a coaching business or whatever it is they'd like to do with it. We're going to be training people to do that. Cool. Cool. Yeah. And, and you will, is it, is this information on your website? It is. So if anybody is interested at all in looking more at any of this, Mm -hmm. the website is getwiredforwellness.com. Perfect. I will make sure I put that in the show notes. Yeah. And the other thing I want to just, just to finish up there within that Cleone, there are two free programs. So that's the other cool thing that we're doing here. We're not keeping the recipe for how to do this. Like it's not behind the paywall. We're telling people, we're giving people the, the information for free. And there's two free programs. Um, if you go to the website, one that's anxiety specific and one that it, which is a three-day program. Um, and then there's another one that is just basic neural retraining and it's a seven-day program. And it gives, we have a lot of people, we've had hundreds and hundreds of people go through these programs now. And we're getting a lot of feedback from folks saying that, even just doing these free programs, they're seeing huge shifts in how they feel. So if anyone's interested in seeing what it's all about, they can go to the website and um, have access to all of that material for free. 
And if they, uh, you know, after doing that, if they feel like, you know, they'd like more support, then they can come into our coaching program and they get help, you know, and some handholding in how to actually implement this. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Love it. All right. We are going to do a little switch in the interview. Okay. So as you can see behind me, there's some books that say the music of my life. Yes, I do. And basically, um, that book is about um, my journey with bipolar disorder and music. Okay. Okay. Oh, nice. My question. Okay. Music. Okay. Music do you like? Oh, that's another great question. You know what? I, uh, in the right mood and in the right environment, I can be down with just about any kind of music. I think the only type, and this is my husband is an incredible, like he loves all music. He plays the guitar. He does everything. Um, we, this is a conversation we do have from time to time. And about the only type I really don't like is like Norwegian death metal. like really hardcore, angry, you know, noisy, noisy, noisy. I, like I said, I, I can get down with, um, opera. I can get down with jazz. I, you know, I really, I like any kind of music that's good. That's well done. Just all depends on what mood I'm in. Okay. Yeah. But I I, I use music a lot in my life. It's a definitely a mood lifter right? It can be, have such a profound impact on our nervous system state. So I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. And if you were to think of a song that best describes your journey, what yeah. would it be and why? Yeah. And when I, I, I do remember this question and I did spend a little time thinking about it. And I think sometimes, you know, that would be dependent on once again, the day and what mood I'm in, but there, you know, and this is, may sound a bit cliche, but the, the Katy Perry song, I think it's called Roar. Yeah, I know that song. Yeah, because, you know, it's just such a, you know, it's such a story of fighting through Yeah, when, when you feel like, like I said before, you're in the bottom of the ditch and you don't know why you're still here and um, finding the strength and the, you know, pers- the resilience and the persistence to have faith in yourself and have faith in whatever it is that you believe in to keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I went from such a low place to now just being in, in a place where, you know, like I said, I'm healthier and, and more emotionally resilient and happier probably than I've ever been in my life. So uh, I would say that's probably the best, probably the best song for me. Cool. Love it. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> All right. So how can we in touch with you? What are your social media handles? Okay. So um, like I said earlier, getwiredforwellness.com is the website. That's where you can get information about all of that. Um, We do also have a Facebook group that uh, we have a Facebook page. We have Instagram as well. Uh, But we have just uh, last week launched a private Facebook group where we're going to be sharing all of those, the course information that I was talking about earlier, that's available on the website for free. That's all in there. Um, one of the members, my colleagues is a functional medicine doctor, as well as a brain as a neural retrainer. Mm-hmm. So she also is sharing, uh, you know, incredibly high value content about how to integrate sort of 
functional medicine along with your brain training. And, you know, Cleone, there's nobody else that we can find on planet earth right now that is doing what we're doing there because she's, you know, I'm, we definitely, all three of us that are in this, that developed this program believe that brain retraining was the most important part of our health recovery. Okay. It does not mean, however, that there isn't value in making sure that you're, you're, you know, you're not mold toxic or you're not heavy metal toxic or, you know, that you don't have a severe mineral deficiency or a severe hormonal imbalance. Like if you can get the support you need by making sure that you're sort of ticking all of the boxes, then naturally you're going to get where you want to go much more quickly, right? Your health is going to improve by leaps and bounds that much faster. So uh, all of that kind of that content is being shared along with all the basics of neural retraining within that Facebook group. So we're really encouraging people to go if they're if they're on social media and they are they use Facebook to go in there and be part of that because it's also an opportunity to interact with us and interact with one another. And um, yeah, so the uh, the Facebook handle is just once again wired for wellness. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you look up Facebook on Facebook, you'll find us under there. Um, and then you can just ask to be a part of the private group and then get access to all of this, these beautiful free resources and come hang out with us. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Well, Patty, it's been definitely a pleasure having you as a guest on our show. Thank and you very much for teaching us about neural retraining. It's been yes. very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Say. Right. Every, everybody reacts the same way, Cleone. It's all stuff they've never heard of before. Right. It's, it's. Um, sort of leading edge stuff. It's very exciting. And I I really appreciate the opportunity to be here and share it with you. Cool. So with that said, and to all you resilient minds out there until next time, please subscribe to us on all our platforms and don't forget to rate the show and leave a review for us on Apple podcasts. Also join the community of resilient minds and sign up for our monthly newsletter at cleonicrawford.com. Be sure to grab a copy of my book, The Music of My Life, on all Amazon marketplaces to get to know me better. And if you can think of one person that will receive value from today's show or connect with Patty's testimonial, please share it with them. Feel free to take a screenshot of this week's episode of the podcast and tag us on Instagram. You can tag myself at OnlyCleone or ResilientMinds365 and today's guest at... Uh, let's wired for wellness. All right. Then remember mental health is not a death sentence. Despite your illness, you can strive, thrive and live a life of abundance until next time. I'm Cleone Crawford and I'm signing off.